This the remix. We were second in recruiting last year. AM was first. AM bought every player on their team. Made a deal for name, image, and like. Right? We didn't buy one player. Right? But I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it. Um, some people think they're God. Go dig into how God did his, his deal. You may find out about, about a guy that a lot of things you don't want to know. We built him up to be the czar of football. Go dig into his past or anybody that's ever coached with him. You can find out anything you want to find out, what he does and how he does it, and it's despicable. You can call me anything you want to call me. You ain't call me a cheat. I don't cheat and I don't lie. Because I learned that when I was a kid. If you did, the old man slapped you side of the head. Maybe somebody should have slapped him. And Lon Kruger erupts. I really wasn't saying that anybody did anything illegal in using name, image, and likeness. I, I, I didn't say that. That, that. that was something that was assumed by what I said, which is not really what I meant, nor was it what I said. So there's nothing illegal about doing this. It's the system that allows right. you to do it, and that's the issue that I have. I just crushed my dreams. Boom. Sadness. That's the one. The more I listen to that, I think you're right. He was talking to his own people, like, why haven't we done this better? Right. Why like, is Texas A&M spending Texas more money spending us. us? We're Alabama. Right. It's Deion Sanders. He's right. Deion yeah. Sanders is like, I don't know why you're taking shots at me, but you guys aren't hearing the right things. And they're in that uh, Aflac commercial together. They are. So... I thought they were buddies. They well, they're both coaches. Are. Yeah, hmm? they're both coaches. True. They still are. They're still buddies. They'll be good. He, Dion and Nick will be good. I don't know yeah. about Nick and Jimbo. I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> are we gonna get when they play? Will they shake hands post game? Yes, quickly. They'll, quickly, very fast. I guess they'll. Well, I think the SEC think media day. So SEC media SEC days. Media days well, they normally do up. half the teams on one day, the other half on the next well, day. Well, if the schedule is already set. And Texas A&M and Alabama were the first day. Guess what's being moved? Somebody's getting bumped. Someone's back getting a day. bumped to the other day. <laughs> so they might not even see each other at meeting right, days. Which right, would be unfortunate. Uh, we had our first bite this morning, asking if the Raiders will have a top ten offense because a couple projections have them not in the top ten offensively. Uh, Dante says if everyone has the same goal in mind, they definitely can be for sure. Balance attack and protect Carr. Well, Michael Michael Perkins says no, not without an offensive line. So, all right, offensive line a big thing there. Uh, our favorite Fernando says the Las Vegas Patriots West offense will be bottom ten. Boy, Fernando just doesn't like. This <laughs> he does team. not like the Raiders. I just say I, I, I'm getting the feeling <laughs> in the last several months with his tweets that Fernando does not like the Raiders. Not a Raiders fan, uh, Fernando. So he has them being bottom ten so far this year. Now. Pro Football Focus has some rankings on players going into the season. And they did edge rushers, and they broke this down into tiers. Max Crosby in tier number one with seven other guys. So it's TJ Watt, Miles Garrett, Khalil Mack, Micah Parsons, Joey Bosa, Max Crosby, and Nick Bosa as the top edge rushers in the NFL. Uh, this They wrote one interesting thing about Crosby in here. Max Crosby had a breakout 2021 season, led the NFL in pressures, becoming only the third player to post more than 100 pressures in a season since 2006. Here's the interesting part. Crosby faced a very weak run of right tackles all season, but he did remain just as productive against better opposition. He needs to show that wasn't a flash in the pan. I have not gone back and actually looked to see how good the right tackles were. (laughs) 
that Max Crosby, Max Crosby lined up Crosby against. Played. But I do find that an interesting idea that Crosby, he he had been good before, but last year was like, like they said, his sort of breakout season. Was that aided by just bad right tackles the entire I mean, I'm season? I'm not going to pretend to believe who the, uh, to know who the right tackles were. Yeah, I don't I either. Trust their research. I would, I would wonder, and I don't, I haven't seen this from pro football focus. If they, if they almost had some sort of like opposing offensive lineman stat, right? Like a, right, like a, like right. a strength of schedule right. for an individual for, uh, for player. who you're going up against. Right. Cause I'd be curious to see, like, did Crosby have a significantly easier right tackle path for the majority of the season? I, and they're just going probably on their rankings. I would assume so. Right. I Which mean, would be fine. It's I, fine. Here's the thing. I probably blindly, but I put more faith in pro football focus offensive line grades than any other way to judge offensive lines, just because they have somebody that sits down and watches one player every single snap right. of every game and gives them a grade. Are they going to miss things? They're going to be perfect. No, but that's a hell of a lot more than I'm doing and probably anybody else. Right. So I put a lot of faith in their sort of offensive line grades and be like, all right, I believe you. And generally speaking, it tends to match up with the general narrative of like the Raiders were a bad offensive line last year. We all kind of know rankings that. And their grades were very bad last yeah, year too. It's up. not like, oh, Alex Leatherwood was the number four right guard last year. And we look and around they saying, just messed up. how the hell that happened? Right. No, he just was bad and the, his grade was bad. The Bengals had a really, really bad offensive line too. And they barely did anything. <laughs> <laughs> barely. Barely did it the entire time. Here's the other part though that I find interesting because Max Crosby was good. Everybody expects him to still be good. It'll be pretty bad for the Raiders if he's not since he got an extension and he's like the one guy that actually signed a contract that's not just one year guaranteed right now. But Chandler Jones came in in tier five and that had him around the 23rd best edge rusher. Here's what they wrote about Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones' run defense is falling off. But his past two predominantly healthy years featured pass rushing grades of at least 87.7 and recorded double-digit sacks in each. He can still get after the quarterback, but at this point in his career, he may have sacrificed his ability to be an all-around player to maintain that level. His PFF run defense grade was just 40.4 last season. How big of a concern is there that Chandler Jones, the Raiders are paying Chandler Jones for pass production and not what he's actually going to do? Well, you're saying he doesn't have pass he doesn't have pass production or is it more against the run like this says? Well, pa- past as in past years, not oh, pass I'm sorry. against I the apologize. past. Yeah. Basically, he's 32 years old. Right. He's had a really good career so far. He still was good as he a pass be rusher. I guess the question is is how much of a drop off do we think there could be for a 32-year-old edge rusher who pro football I mean, focus is saying there already exp- has been. Yeah, exponentially, especially if they if these numbers are right and like you said I trust these guys more than anyone. Because uh, they watch every snap, um, double digit sacks for him this year. He had ten and a half last year. Uh, that's to get back to ten might be tough, right? So I'm, I'm curious to see because where the Raiders and we've talked about this, but where the Raiders made most of their big moves were not their biggest holes. No, and the Chandler Jones addition was a replacement for Yanni Kangakwa. Mm-hmm. And who doesn't think he should be replaced, by the way, if you read his Twitter. <laughs> and Ngakwe, while he wasn't like any sort of whatever star player last year, Yannick Ngakwe was still a solid edge rusher last season. Yeah. Right? It's not like the Raiders replaced the worst player on their defense with Chandler Jones. They replaced somebody who was productive last year, if not great, with 
Chandler Jones. So I think there's a legitimate question to how much better is Chandler Jones going to make this defense than Yannick Ngakwe made it last year. And I don't think there's a massive difference. Like I, right. we go into this upcoming season and I think if you're hoping the defense is better than last year, in reality, you're counting on Patrick Graham being a better defensive coordinator. And maybe he is, but I just don't, you don't, I can't look at the roster and think, oh, this defense is definitely going to be better than it was last season. No, because they haven't solved a lot of stuff yeah. at corners. Uh, they still have Jonathan Abrams starting. Which is, I, it's May 20th. Cool. That's still kind of unbelievable to me, right? Like how is Jonathan Abrams still slotted into a starting spot? Of all the money they spent in the offseason, of all the moves that they made, they didn't do anything with the offensive line. And then defensively, the Jonathan Abrams still starting at safety. How, you know, one one um, position we don't talk a lot about is linebacker. Right now, they're starters. Um, uh, Jay and Brown, Denzel Perryman, and Chandler. Mm. Excuse me. Um, and uh, uh, no, they just they just the uh, they're mentioning the two inside guys, Divine Diablo, people like that. Are they? Taking a step back, a linebacker as I well. Mean, I know Perryman's, Perryman was a Pro Bowler. Yeah, I mean, well, he's pretty underrated. He is. He's very underrated. <laughs> I think the reason that we can ignore linebackers it's it's the least important position on the defense. Like if you were going to pick where you're going to have bad players, you'd pick linebacker before defensive end, corner, safety, or even defensive tackle. So that's part of it. Also. While Patrick Graham won't say out loud that he's playing a 3-4, if he plays a 3-4, we're talking about, what, two linebackers on the field at the time? Yeah. Like, you're only going to need there's two. there's a third, it would be divine. Right. You're only going to really need a, two linebackers at a time. Right. I mean, obviously, there'll be situations where you put out more linebackers, but it's it's just the least important of all the positions on the off on, on the defense. So, if Perryman's great there, good, but I don't think it makes a material difference. If Perryman is bad next season... I don't think it makes that big of a difference. I think it's much more important how good are Crosby and Jones and what does the secondary end up doing under Patrick Graham? We've talked extensively about how they're not, they haven't been so good at drafting lately, but they're free agents at linebacker. They're, they're like really bad oh, at picking dudes. They Littleton and Kwiatkowski, it was like, oh, like should have been a good linebacker. Right. Kwiatkowski was great with the Rams, right? Or excuse me, Littleton, Littleton was, great, was with great with the Rams. Kwiatkowski was like, a uh, backup that played when there were injuries and was usually good there. Neither one was any good here. Like they both were bad, but they thought they went out in free agency right. and fixed their linebackers and they whiffed completely. Yeah. I mean, and all seriousness, like you go back and when you look at the John Gruden era, there are not many good player acquisitions in there. Like not many at all. Like he did draft Colton Miller. So he'll get credit for that. He did sign Darren Waller off the Ravens practice squad. Aguilar I mean, that year? Crosby and Renfro is late round picks, right? You'd give him credit. Very good. Give him and Mayock credit for that. But once you get past that, you look around and say, okay, what did he add to the roster right. that's that's any good right now? Like you're stretching to say Nelson Aguilar for a season. You're stretching to say Trayvon Mullen, who's maybe an average corner in the league. Like there's just not much there that they actually accomplished in terms of adding talent to this roster in a four-year span. It's it's really unbelievable how bad of a job they did. Because remember, they trade away Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper, and they get the draft picks back. They 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 blew all of those, right? Didn't even come close to those being useful. But then, if you remember, John Gruden gave the quote about, 
if they had signed Khalil Mack to his extension, they wouldn't have had the money to sign Antonio Brown, Trent right. Brown, LaMarcus right. Joyner. Those are the three players he mentioned at <laughs> All the time. All dudes that really worked out for him. <laughs> right. Like, the bad news is LaMarcus Joyner was the one that was the best of those three for this team. And then the very next year, they did it again. So, like, they created themselves a ton of salary cap space and got draft picks by trading away Mac and trading away Cooper and then did nothing with, with them. Like, and literally right. nothing, nothing with them. Like, Nelson Aguilar and his, like, $2 million salary. If that salary. was the one guy that they did it with them. <laughs> I mean, think about that. Right. That's the one they guy. They got him that paid by someone else. Yeah, he, yes. they, they made yes. sure the Patriots paid that guy a year right. later is basically what happened there, which is kind of incredible to go back and think. They would have, like, they won 10 games into the playoffs last year with no good free agent signings and no good draft picks. Like, imagine if they had just hit on a few of them, like a normal team. They actually could have contended for the division last season, but it didn't work mm-hmm. out that way. Craven Mooring? Yeah, I we mean, have to see. He's, yeah. he's wait and see guy. He's he, he was a see. He was solid okay. rookie he was okay. safety yeah. in his first year, Fine. and maybe he ends up getting a lot better. Maybe he takes a big jump in year two. But it's at this point, like if that's again, that's the type of player we're talking about right. being like the fourth or fifth best addition to the right. roster in four years. It's just not very good. Coming up next, it's Bischoff's briefs. Bischoff's briefs. First part of Bischoff's briefs. Quick UNLV transfer portal update. Uh-oh, Keon Brooks. Again? Nobody's leaving. Keon Brooks is a Kentucky transfer who also has his name in the NBA draft. Uh, he told John Rothstein that he has heard from UNLV, uh, but he's currently focused on the NBA draft. The problem is that he also told John Rothstein that he has heard from Ohio State, Kansas State, Maryland, UCLA, Arizona, DePaul, Notre Dame, Washington, Iowa, Florida, Mississippi State, South Carolina, BYU, Nebraska, and Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> I love these lists. Well, uh, these okay. lists are the best. At what point is it just you have an assistant coach on your roster that just literally goes through and it's like, just send everyone an email. Yeah, Send them all an email, whoever comes. But Keon Brooks uh, started 33 games for Kentucky last year, averaged 11 points per game, uh, does not shoot the three well, 23% in his career. But guy that averaged 10 points per game for Kentucky would uh, – Probably be very be welcome to UNLV. Be a good addition. So we'll see if he, again, he's planning to stay in the NBA draft, but if he doesn't, he could transfer somewhere else. And UNLV is on the list. And I will say, that's not the most blue-blooded list of all time. UCLA is on there. Ohio State's on there. But, you know, South Carolina, Nebraska, Iowa, Washington, like Arizona. Memphis. There. There's there's good schools, but it's, right. not, a, it's not Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, Kansas are all interested North in Carolina. this kid. Yeah, it's... Some good schools, so you know, maybe, maybe they got a shot. Sell them on some playing time or something like that. Now, Bischoff's briefs today is about the one thing in American sports that we don't have that I really, really want us to have. Yesterday, Everton played Crystal Palace down two nothing, come from behind to win three two. That was a game between the thirteenth and sixteenth place teams in the Premier League. But when Everton came back to win, their fans stormed the field in the 86th minute. (laughs) The reason that the fans of the 16th place team stormed the field after knocking off the 13th place team was because that win clinched Everton, or I should rephrase that, guaranteed that Everton avoided relegation. Everton will not be relegated. They will be staying in the Premier League, and their fans ran on the field to celebrate after they were down 2-0 
to Crystal Palace. There is nothing. The game wasn't over. No, that's another good point. It was not over. Crystal Palace could have absolutely scored because they ended up adding seven minutes on because they had to get the fans off the field, but which would have been hilarious. But there is nothing in American sports where our like two of the bottom eight, nine teams could be playing in the second to last game of the season with the with the relegation on the line. Right. There's nothing that our that our leagues create where, you know, two of the worst teams could be playing and fans would run on the field in, in happiness because their team won the game. Right. Most of the time in American sports, you'd be upset because you just ruined your draft pick if you came back yeah, to win that the game. opposite. Right. You'd be like, oh, crap, we just won that. But like, you know, Lions and Giants, Lions and Giants, week 16, if they were to play each other, nobody cares, right? Is that game even on TV? It'd be the first NFL game not to be televised because who cares? You're not playing for anything. But Everton fans ran on the field. Some of the best soccer games every single year are because of promotion and relegation and relegation. And this was a great one, right? Most leagues. And here's the other part that makes it really fun. Most leagues in Europe will relegate three teams and promote three teams from the second division. The way they decide which three teams get promoted, they will take the two best teams from the second division. They're promoted. And then they will have a playoff for the final promotion spot. And it'll be like teams three, four, five, six, and seven, or whatever that is. That'll play in a playoff and they'll end up having one team that wins this playoff and goes last week or earlier this week, Sheffield played Nottingham forest in a playoff promotion game. Sheffield scored twice in the second half to tie it force extra time. Nottingham forest ended up winning in penalties. Terrific. And now Nottingham Forest plays um, Huddersfield. Next Trying to get week. promoted. And the winner of that game will get promoted to the Premier League. Like, for example, I love Lights FC. They're in the USL, the second best division of soccer in the United States. I do not care at all about the USL playoffs, partially because Lights FC have never made it. But also, I don't care that Tampa Bay and Phoenix are playing in the USL championship because I don't care about those teams. And the only thing that's on the line is the USL championship. But... If Tampa Bay and Phoenix were playing in the USL playoffs and the winner was going to be in Major League Soccer the following season, I'd watch it. I'd be pumped about that game. That'd be a lot of fun to actually see happen. But we don't have that in American sports. And there's two there's two issues here. One is that in American sports, most of our American sports, we either don't have a legitimate second division like like right. the NFL, there's not right. a legitimate second division. Right. Or the one main sport that we do, baseball, the well, MLB already, team owns the AAA they, they already players. Ha, they already have their own teams. Right. So you can't have a AAA team right. get promoted and replace a major league. No, it's, it's the just same, like, same right. organization. It'd be like the Giants AAA team is replacing the Reno's, Cincinnati yeah, Reds. Exactly. Reno's coming up to replace the Reds. It wouldn't make any sense at all. But the real problem, because you could somehow find a way around that. The real problem with it is the way our sports leagues are set up is different from European soccer. Our sports leagues are franchises. The teams are franchises. Mm -hmm. The Dallas Cowboys are a franchise of the NFL. The Golden Knights are a franchise of the NHL. In Europe, all of those teams are individual clubs. Mm -hmm. They, they do. I mean, they play in the premier league or whatever, but they are not a franchise of the premier league. So that's a different structure where you're not going to have one of your franchises get demoted to a lower league. They're a part of the league. And the key there is that the 
the people that would have to decide to add promotion and relegation to any of our sports. Obviously, soccer is the one where it's most likely to happen because that's the sport that does it uh, across the world. The reason it won't happen is because the people that have to decide to do it are the owners of the teams that stand to lose the most. The MLS owners. Right. And you could you could apply that to any of our leagues because if I'm a major league soccer owner, I'm guaranteed to be in major league soccer right. if nothing changes. Even if I stink. Right. Even if I put no effort into fielding right. a competitive team. Right. But if I'm a major league soccer owner and I vote for promotion because whatever, I think it would be a lot of fun like I do. I'm now in danger of my team of going to the USL being relocated to a second division right. and making significantly less money. And that's why it's such a big deal in these other countries is the amount of money you get. The difference in money you get from being in the second division versus the top division in these leagues is astronomical. And specifically for the players, a lot of these players, there are clauses in their contract where if you get relegated, you make less money the following year. Like your contract gets cut, I don't know, in half or whatever the number ends up being and vice versa, right? If you get promoted, your contract is worth more now. So like the money is a massive deal. And if I'm an owner of a sports team in the United States, I'm not I'm not risking that. I'm not threatening. Oh, if we have a bad season, I might be playing in the second division. And now I'm making half the amount of money. It just, it'll never happen here with, I don't think it'll ever happen here with any of our sports. I don't think it'll, it even ever happens with major league soccer, even though there's every now and then a push forward or people will be like, Hey, we should do that. Like, I don't think it will ever happen because the people that have to decide to do it are the owners. There's too much risk in their minds. And they, you'd have, you'd let's say major league soccer gets to 30 teams. Eventually Vegas gets one August. You said, right? Maybe we get That's one in my August. red hot take. Let's say we get to 30 teams. You'd have to have the owners approve it. And then the very next year, Three of those owners are all of a sudden not in that league anymore because right. you did promotion and relegation. It just, I don't think it'll So the Vegas happen. team would be playing the lights. Right, exactly. We'd have, we'd have Brett Lashbrook's Lights FC playing against the Las Vegas villains in the USL because they got relegated in year one. On the Finley Kia text line, uh, someone writes in, easy, next year the Jets, Giants, and Lions get relegated to the USFL. I forgot the USFL existed. It does exist. How about that? Games, how about though. the league Manzelzen? Johnny Manzelzen. Fan controlled football? Fan, yeah, where the fans call the plays. Oh, God. I, Johnny Manziel win Giants, promotion? The Giants and the Jets fans yeah. in charge of calling their own plays? <laughs> That'd be a lot of fun. The only it? team that I think would get improved by that is the Lions. No, see, you have to go from the fan controlled league to the USFL, then to the NFL. There, that, that's the other part of that's great about European soccer is that you could legit, you could. It, be very difficult, but you could legitimately take over a team in like the eighth division, and they re- they regulate all the way through. Yeah, you could you could get promoted all the way up, you, that, or regulated is, all the way down. Yeah, you could get demoted all the way that's down insane. if you sucked. Yeah, so it's possible that you could take over a team that's got like no money in the eighth division, and in a decade you're in the Premier League because right. you got promoted every single year. Or if you just didn't put money in you could get relegated eight straight years or something like that. And as Jared alluded to specifically baseball, the Cincinnati Reds of this season would not exist because if you had the threat of relegation, nobody's sitting around saying, well, we'll just make money off our television deal this year and try to be good in the future. Right. right. Everybody would be spending money to try to, at at the very least, stay stay in the league. Stay in the league. Right. Might not make for the most, like, hey, everybody's trying to win what it. What would happen and, with the Las Vegas A's? 
Uh, they'd get sold to somebody that would be willing to spend money, I guess. I, that'd have to be the answer there. I don't know what else you'd well, do. The guy, the guy that owns them now is not spending any money. Right. He's not doing it. They're going to sure. get, get relegated this year. They're going to be one of the worst teams eventually. They don't have anybody. Like, who's their best player? Well, we they've did got their triple right? ballpark already. We did this once, right? Who's their, who, can you name an A? Tony Kemp was the one I had. It's only because he played uh, for the Astros at one point. They've uh. got a pitcher I'd like the Dodgers to trade for at the <laughs> deadline, but I don't know who he is. <laughs> Is he a starter or a reliever? I believe he's a starter. Do they still have Frankie Montas, or did they trade him? Is that who it is? I think they might have traded him to Marlins. Coming up next, Cassie Soto joins the show. Back to the Press Box with Tyler Bischoff and NSMA Nevada Sports Writer of the Year, Ed Graney. Hello, Cassie. Hello. Cassie Soto with Hello. us from Raiders.com. How are you doing today? It's Shakira, actually. So. Oh, Shakira. You know what's so funny? So I was listening on Monday because it was after the um, DeBoer news. So I was like, let me listen in and get like some useful information from these guys while I'm getting ready. And I hear you guys talking about me and my Shakira sounds. And yeah. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, that was much bigger news than Pete DeBoer getting fired. What are you talking about? <laughs> this on Monday? So, yeah, remember yeah, Buck Show is Buck Showalter oh, talking yeah, about Buck Shakira Walter, uh, with Shakira. And then have, Cassie, have you heard the phrase hind catcher before? No, but that sounds naughty. Right, it does. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. So yes, so Buck Showalter said he wanted to be Shakira's hind catcher and we had to look this up. Apparently, like 30 years ago, hind catcher was the guy when you played just like sandlot baseball that stood behind the catcher and would go get foul balls. So he and was stuff. behind the catcher and not anyone else. Right. Huh. But we had the same reaction as you. Yeah, when he's so like, like, I want to be Shakira's hind minute, catcher. I'm like, uh, Bucky, <laughs> calm down. I don't know. I don't know if Piquet would agree with this. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so which soccer game in Las Vegas are you more excited for? Chelsea and Club America or Real Madrid and Barcelona, which still might not be happening? Las Vegas lights. Hey, good answer. Really? That's a good answer, Cassie. I appreciate uh, that. You're welcome. Um, no, I well, I had called the fiance when the tickets came on sale, and I was like, "Well, do I want to buy these for America or what?" And he's like, "Well, is the Real Madrid one still happening?" And I'm like, well, "I don't." According to Mick Akers, like talks are advancing, and he's like, "Let's just wait." <laughs> so I think we're waiting for you, a classic. You can't go to both. He doesn't really want to. He's like forty five bucks, so he's not that excited. And he if it was. Because we're Chivas fans. So oh. if it was Chivas, we would go. Well, we've had this conversation. The last time I asked you this, he's got like three favorite teams, though. He does. And America's not one of them. Yeah. Well, I think most people hate them so, that aren't fans. So 45 bucks is too much? Well, like after taxes and everything, it's still crazy. That and it's like the 400 level. So if we're going to go, we're going to do it. We're going to do it right. Yeah. 45 is the cheapest to get in. And like she said, that's before taxes. And then. And that's high up. Yeah, and you don't have good seats at forty five dollars, yeah. which I'm yeah. I'm with them here. I would not I'm not gonna pay to go to any preseason soccer game unless it's my favorite team that's playing. That's the thing too, yeah. So like you're gonna get Memo Ochoa and like maybe Pulisic I always say his name wrong. Pulisic? Everybody Pulisic. does. Everybody says it wrong. It's okay. Um yeah, I you're you're gonna get them for like maybe forty five minutes. Exactly. And that's it. Like I, I went to, I went and watched Arsenal play in Los Angeles like three years ago and I enjoyed it cause I'm an Arsenal fan, but I wouldn't have gone to watch them play or watch anybody else play. That'd have been stupid. How much you pay three years ago? 
Uh, we sat like 17 rows away from the fields, like 110, 20 bucks per ticket. That's not bad. Yeah, it was. No, that's good. Yeah, so it was fun. And I would do, yeah. I would do it again for Arsenal. But that's like, not for, bad. Arsenal's playing in Florida and Baltimore this summer. I'm not traveling to Florida. You're not getting or on Baltimore. a plane. Yeah, to go, I'll to, go to Baltimore. Right, but if they if they were within driving distance, I'd go. But it's preseason, so. Yeah. I, do you think either one of these sell out, Cassie? I kind of think they don't. I have a feeling they absolutely do not. I was on the pre-sale yesterday, and there was a, like only like two sections sold out. Oh. Yeah. Not ideal. How many people get the pre-sale? Huh? How many people get the pre-sale? All the season ticket holders. Okay. All right. I just like... The names sound good. It's one of the biggest teams in Mexico, Christian Pulisic and Chelsea, and then the two biggest teams in Spain. But at the end of the day, they're preseason games. Like, it's just not that exciting. The game doesn't mean anything. And I think most people realize you're not getting a legitimate. Your star players aren't going to play very well. You get a little bit of them, and that's it. I think just like by the name power alone, though, I have a feeling the Real Madrid and the Barcelona game would do, would sell better just because it's like, oh, I saw the two giants, you know? So. I think there might be more Club America fans here than Real Madrid or Barcelona. I think more Club America fans are going to come from Mexico to watch it here. Oh. Like, I think that's going to be that's it's going to be all America fans. I feel. Uh, you do any more wedding planning in the last week? Not a one. Wow, you're not getting married anytime soon. Probably not. Jesus, you've got a date. Is but Brandy no like full blown? Uh full blown panic because everything costs too much damn money. You like instantly regret it once you actually because I don't know about Brandy. Like I looked up, I looked up engagement rings like crazy, right? But I never actually looked up anything regarding the wedding. <laughs> so had I have known, like it would cost literally an arm and a leg to have a wedding, I would have. I would. I don't think I would have rushed as much. I think every two to three days, there's like some new thing that's like, oh yeah, you've got to have that. That's a new cost. Like I. Had no, I didn't even think or care about. Oh, wedding photographer. Oh, five thousand photographer. You gotta have a photographer, right? And it's like, oh, that's another five thousand yeah. dollars. It's like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. Jesus. Everyone's phone has a camera. That's right. That's it. what that's I true. said. I was like, I'll do it. I so got a phone. There's this. I don't know if you guys have done it yet. There's this wedding website. It's called The Knot, and so like that's where you can like it's supposed to help you like plan stuff or whatever. Anyways, I put my date in, so it's hypothetically right now, October of next year. And it gives you like a, a checklist of things that like just suggestions of what you should be doing. And everything on my checklist is past due. Like in bright red letters, it says past due, past due, past due. And I'm just like, well, guess we're, guess we're not doing this anymore. Already? <laughs> already. Like I was supposed to have like, my, my photographer picked out already. I was supposed to have, like, all of my wedding colors done already. Um, the only thing on the checklist that I had done was that I had the bridal party. And you had, you had like your dress. You had your dress. And my dress. Okay, the dress was not, like, that one's not, like, I still have a couple more months to figure <laughs> out my dress. So I, I, I skipped ahead on that one. Ah, you had your engagement party. You're good. You had the party. You don't need another party. You know what? And so I think I told you, Tyler, don't have an engagement party because it's going to make you not want to have a wedding. Yeah, you kind of did it. You kind of you saw yeah, your friends. We had and, yeah. so much fun. We had so much fun at our engagement party. And I was like, we should have just had like an ordained somebody come just do it there. 
Somebody. <laughs> somebody. Somebody. We should have just had someone do it there. You could have someone come at the beginning of your party, get ordained on the internet, and by the end of the night, that person could have just married you. Yeah. You know it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It would have been like, hey, surprise, everybody. This is the wedding. This is the wedding. You know? I'm, and, I'm yeah. starting to think... Um, Taking like ten people to Europe might be cheaper than trying to do a wedding here with like whatever a hundred people. If you if you buy tickets early, you might be right. Yeah, like I, I like, could throw ten engagement parties, right, for the price of one wedding. Right. That that was the the way that Brandy phrased it the other day was like when we were looking at this. She was like, "How many trips could we like take to Europe for how much oh. we're going to spend on this?" And I'm like, "A ton, yeah, a like ton. four or five times, yes, <laughs> like." If not more, <laughs> like at nice trips to Europe yeah. too. Like, oh yeah, nice hotels. So there's a, there's a slight chance it might just be me, her, and like three other people. And flying. Mike Ramallah taking care of the dog. <laughs> Mike Ramallah, he can stay here and babysit Ruby. She doesn't have to come. But it might just be like ten people or less flying to some city in Europe, and we get married yeah. there. Yeah, might be the the ultimate result here. Hmm. Like that you, sounds like, like the, a good plan, right? I'd like to hear you tell the family that, unless they're coming. I haven't along. been to Europe recently, so that'll be fun. <laughs> Jared's not coming. What are you talking about? Like, my cousin's getting married in Mexico this summer, and I'm pretty sure it's cheaper than anything we've looked at so far for what we're trying to do. Like Mexico City? Uh, no, uh, one of the sea cities, Cabo or Cancun. Cancun? I'm going to it. I should probably know. You should but, probably know where you're but going. one of those two. <laughs> yeah. Just get on the plane. You'll That's be fine. Maybe Cozumel. I don't know. There's three of them that I confuse. But yeah, one of them. Over there, we're going there. But and I and, I, and they cheaper. and that's like their thing. Like the hotels, like that's their thing. So you just kind of tell them this is sort of my vision, and they just do it all for you. Right. That, that's yeah. why it's cheaper because everything's included when you yeah. when you book it's a, one. It's a one wedding. price. Right. Whereas, like we said last week, you start trying to book a wedding, and it's here. like here you get the venue. But then you've got to pay for food, photographer, beer, photographer, and oh, guess what? This venue doesn't have tables and chairs. You got to bring your yeah. own. Like yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> I did look yeah. up Chick Fil A to cater for like yeah, yeah for like fifty people. It's about two hundred bucks, so um, you could be two hundred. Yeah. That's got to be a lie. For fifty people? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just a tray. Dollars? It's just a tray of chicken strips, <laughs> like. That's like four dollars a person. Don't run out. <laughs> we will. <laughs> if Jared's in charge of catering, we're about to run out. Don't run out. I'll everybody, tell you what. Everybody, you get one chicken. Right. Shrimp. You'll, be, you'll be hearing that for years. No, and I, make sure you pass the Polynesian sauce. I think I've told you guys that if you get married in California, you can get an In-N-Out catering truck. Oh, I believe that. Yeah, which yeah, I would love that. That'd yeah. be that'd be terrific. But that'd it's only cool. only in yeah. California. They don't do it here, which is. Which Lame. is a surprise because yeah. they make money. Well, they don't have trucks here. Come on, yeah. throw somebody in the truck, start grilling up some hamburgers. Let's go. <laughs> they got those, a farmers they got those market potato. the other day. There were ten trucks. Right. See, they got those potato things. You can put those yeah. in a truck, right? Slice sure. the potatoes into fries. Be way easier. Cassie, right. next week um, is the first uh, availability for Raiders.com. You excited to be out at your employer and getting ready for players and stuff? Do you think they're going to put that spread that they did when oh when they God. announced the new coaches, the new coach? The spread. What was the spread? Yeah. What was it? She's only there for the food, man. <laughs> what was the food last when they announced the coaches? They had like the organic honey, like on the fancy little like the stick that they use for honey. Like that was included on this gigantic charcuterie tray. Wait, of food. This is when they introduced McDaniel's and um, yeah, remember. Sydney? No, and I was sitting right next to you. I don't remember any of this. <laughs> oh. I remember, you, a, I remember you kept getting up and then coming yeah. back and talking to the Was it in the media room? 
It was in the media room, yeah, the work room. Man, well, I guess when you work for the organization like you, you know what's going on. I mean, I don't work for the organization, so I just I, I just went to do the job. And you All clearly I'm, have Heidi different priorities. I, Heidi Fang and I were going to town on it, and then they came in like an hour after the press conferences and stuff. They came to clean it up, and we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where are you going? <laughs> Excuse me. And then they left it there until we were done, done. It was great. Don't so, yeah, remember I, I'll be excited I didn't even know they had food. food. <sighs> well. Yeah. If not, there's food, I'll be excited. This was before the Mark Davis crackdown on all those spending That's uh, extra spenders. They're, they're going back to the chips and water yeah, next gonna, week. Yeah, you're gonna yes. Doritos and the yes, off brand water exactly. from the grocery store is what you get. Oh, man, guess I gotta bring my own snacks. All right, Cassie. Thank you. Bye guys. Thanks, kid. There's Cassie Soto. Raiders.com. Raiders.com said it Cassie Soto. Very important. All right, we've got tickets to give away. Who wants to go see David Blaine? Magician, extreme illusionist, and stunt artist David Blaine is coming to Las Vegas with his first ever residency. David Blaine live exclusively at Resorts World Theater opening September 30th. Tickets will go on sale Monday, May 23rd, but you can win a pair from us right now. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. If you want to go see David Blaine, be caller number 9 at 702-364-1100. You'll win tickets to go see David Blaine. You're locked in the press box. Congratulations to Eli? Lee. Lee. Not even close. Eh, there's some E's and L's. Yeah, all right. Congratulations to Lee. Lee won tickets to go see David Blaine. Um... Ed, when do you think the media will be allowed to watch the Raiders practice? Uh, next Thursday. Next Thursday. Yeah, next Thursday. Got a date for sure? I'm pretty sure it's next Thursday. Okay. Pretty sure that's the uh, beginning of the uh, practices OTAs. Are we going to have New England Patriots style treatment of the media where there is as little the, access as possible? That's the question of the hour. And the day and the week and the month. <laughs> We're not completely sure yet. They did not open up rookie camp. Yes. Which I thought was a little strange because it was... Not allowed to talk to Dylan Parham. If you well, know I, anything I, about I, Dylan Parham, I, you're I, a threat. We're in, we're, we're in trouble. Uh, I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see. Um, there's several dates over the next few weeks, including the mandatory mini camp that were out there. So we're just going to have to wait and see and All see right. what they, uh, how they, uh, they approach things. New England West. Well, it could be. It could be. Or or might they might loosen it up. I'm not so sure. I I would, you know, I mean, look, it's it would help our profession if they were looser looser if they became, you know, uh everything was open and all that. But um I just you know, Josh McDaniels did this job before. I can't tell you how they were in Denver. I have no idea how the media was. But it just seems like everything available to him is a clean slate an opportunity to do things differently uh, than he's seen. Now, again, maybe this is how he thinks is the best way to handle things. And I'm not even saying it's not going to be open because it might be. I know, like I said, we have specific dates coming up that it is open and there will be availability. So maybe that's not different than the past. Um, We'll just have to wait and see how he handles it. I would think if you are somebody that left the Patriots, like Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler, and you are trying to be like, all right, what's the best way to run things? That you're going to, A, lean towards what you did with the Patriots, because both of them... What you knew. Yeah, because it's like, you know, McDaniels, yeah, he was somewhere else for a few years, but he was with the Patriots for the majority of the last two decades. But I would also wonder how much would they see Tom Brady, who has just become Mr. Social Butterfly since leaving New England and is in as many different things as he can be. And hell, he's signing 
his next career's contract already while he's still playing for the Buccaneers. I would wonder if they'd look at Tom Brady and be like, huh, maybe it wasn't this strict level of secrecy that led to all the wins in New England. Maybe it was Tom Brady that led to all the wins. And guess what? He's still doing a lot of winning while uh, being kind of crazy. Maybe he was good. Yeah. Maybe maybe we can win with a little bit more openness. Maybe we don't have to do exactly what Bill Belichick did to win. I mean, I'd like that to be the case. Yeah. And again, I don't want to prejudge because we don't know. No, yet, prejudge. We, let's go. No, I, I can't. I don't know what it's going to be like. I'll let you know after it happens, though. I'll let you know as we go through it what what the situation is. Um, we're going to let you know on this uh, on this station what's happening out there. <laughs> what's going on for the real for the truth and the reality. But will uh, we let anybody know about Denzel Perryman and how underrated he is? That's going to be a tough one. Um, it's it's hard being underrated as a pro bowler. But it is, but possible. he did it. But he did it. Did he do it? He did it. He's underrated. You heard, you heard that? Yeah, he's underrated. All right. Okay. Can't be disputed now. He's been declared as underrated. Can't be disputed. <laughs> Garrett wants to say something, but he's going to pass. Oh, you're going to pass? Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> that's too bad, Jared. Oh, well. Might have to find some sound for next week. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. That's okay. So, yeah. Raiders. Are they going to be any good this year? Not according to everybody but their I fans. Know. I know. <laughs> I mean, even some of their fans. I hope they're I hope they're playing like uh important games at the end of the season. Yeah. Right? Like, Look, I hope Christmas Day in Pittsburgh means something <laughs> other than two six and nine teams in a snow in a blizzard. Wait, okay, legitimate question. If they're both six and if the Raiders are six and nine or whatever and they, they're out of it, would you still end up going? I'd I'd suggest to my boss <laughs> that it might not be the best thing. Like it's it's the but Raiders. It's the you know the biggest the team. team in it's the city. The yeah, but like if yes. they're playing for nothing yes. on Christmas in yes. Pittsburgh, yes, you're going. We would still be there. Whew. I mean, yeah, you're sending a beat rider. Yeah, but like, we are you still, going? We would still be there. Yes. man, I know. I know. That's brutal. Oh, it's brutal if they're in it. Well, at least <laughs> if they're in it, it's like yeah, you're you're, you're, you're writing something that matters because right. they're in it. I have to imagine there's a little bit more excitement on your part for the Raiders. Blew their playoff chance, or the Raiders. I don't know if they were undefeated. How much playoff. excitement there would be on the part of someone who has to go to Pittsburgh on Christmas? Because oh I can, because I can just say the next day, I guarantee um, the weather. I will show up at the airport and I'll say canceled, ah, blizzard, blizzard, yeah, canceled. No staying chance. In Pittsburgh. You're staying in Pittsburgh. For Christmas. But but at least if they're in it, you you will have gotten to have written a story that's like, oh, they blew it, or oh, they like, or they're still in it, yes, right? Yes. One of the two. If Whereas if they're six and nine, you're another just, bad just, mark for the writing. Josh McDaniels. Yeah, you're just cold, era. right? Yes, exactly. You're just cold. <laughs> like, what are you writing after that point? Like, maybe maybe at that point, it's is Derek Carr going to be back next season? Right. That could be fun. Devontae but like, Adams, right? But like. At least if they're in it. Even if they blow it, it's still relatively yes. fun or interesting, at least. Interesting would be the right to word. To write about. I don't know about fun. Right, yeah. Probably We're going to say fun. interesting. Man, you really did get screwed. Pittsburgh <laughs> on Christmas. Oh, man. God. And you knew they were going to get one. When we heard there were going to be all those games. Well, Christmas is a Sunday. It's just you were kind of maybe right. hoping, hey, hey Home game? Patriots at the Raiders at yeah, 130. Would have been nice. And that would have been nice. What could have been worse? Like Jacksonville? Yes, but I I smartly sent Sam Gordon to that one. Uh, <laughs> see. And you can't get a blizzard in Jacksonville, so you're That's guaranteed true. to come home. <laughs>